You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our ongoing coverage of Nip Tuck. We are into the fifth episode of the fifth season. This one is called Chaz Darling. It was uh, first aired on the 27th of November 2007. It was. Excuse me, it was um, apparently interrupted by me burping. It was inter- uh, written by Sean Jabianowski. It was directed by Sean Jabianowski. Uh, interesting that we've got uh, somebody doing both here. And um, interesting things to talk about. I'm looking forward to talking uh, about this one compared to what we talked about last week. My name is Ben, and I've got to wear panties. Are you going to spank me now? <laughs> and uh, I'm Nakan. Sorry, am I interrupting Extreme Makeover Horror Edition? <laughs> I thought that was my backup, which I don't really need a backup because I'm the person who goes first. Um, so <laughs> I don't know where that's going. Uh, yeah, Chaz Darling. Uh, what do you think about Chaz? Do you like Chaz? Is Chaz a darling to you, or is Chaz not really a darling to you? Uh, no, I'm not really a not really a big fan of Chaz, but uh, <laughs> maybe that's just a freaky nipple. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what about the episode though, in general? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about this one? Yeah, I think it's um, probably starts to close off some of those things we had in the first few episodes. Um, but I think it's one of those ones. Like I always think with a nip tuck season of kind of like fifteen to sixteen, is that you kind of your first four or five are really your setups for where you're going next. And um, I'm not entirely sure that this is really a setup episode. It's still I'm not sure that it, it kind of pushes anything forwards too much. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I have mixed feelings about this one, I would say. It's just interesting with this season because I think technically if people, Nick Tuck fans, I mean, really, we know this is separated by two halves and there was reasons behind that. We went over that rider strike and kind of just everything along those lines. We know Ryan Murphy kind of took a back seat this season and everything with that. But it's, it's kind of interesting with the setup because I guess given we're covering this as just one long season and not separating separating into parts when it comes down to sort of the setup and everything, that really a lot of what we're getting now is the setup for the first half. And then the second half is kind of going to take a different tone, which really shifts into season six. So it's it's kind of... I'm really looking forward to when we get to that second part of this season, which is the shift to me. That's the, the shift from when this show, you know, kind of runs out of legs to, oh, God, please end this show. And I shouldn't say it like that, because I'm still always going to love Nip Tuck, even the terrible parts of season six, which is the majority of it, I'm still going to watch over a lot of other TV shows. But it's still, it's going to pale in comparison to what we've seen in the previous season. So, yeah, it's interesting kind of with the setup here that really the way with this season being so long. Um, and I think kind of, to me, this episode is a lot of, um, it's just Matt stuff that's really setting up for Matt. Because I think that with the Eden and Christian stuff and the Sean stuff, I mean, Eden stuff's great. It, it lasts a bit, but it doesn't kind of go full term in terms of some of these other arcs because uh, it will take a bit of a back seat when certain other characters come in. But, um, you know, to me, this is more of a Matt-centric thing than what's really going to help set up long-term Matt, if that makes sense. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I think I was kind of, and I, I might be wrong about this, but I think my memory of the kind of the, the current Matt Kimber thing that's going on, uh, it went on a lot longer than it actually does. Like, this is kind of starting to wrap up, like, well, this part of it anyway starts to wrap up. It like, doesn't go, yeah. Soon, right? It's it's fairly, because I think this is what I like. I mean, I know you and I kind of had a different viewpoint of this a few episodes ago, and I'm sure we probably will this episode. But, yeah, the, the Matt and Kimber stuff to me, it, it does get wrapped up, I think, a lot quicker than you think because you've got to understand where Matt's going to be going soon with his storyline. 
uh, and then kind of Kimber's transition back into what she's going to be, and then even how Eden plays a part in sort of the Kimber stuff as well. Yes. So it's yeah. um it's 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 interesting, and again, it's it's really as I was trying to sell the other week with Matt, like there's just there's barely any good news for Matt at any point. I feel like there's just nothing good to talk about Matt for the remainder of these two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. They really kind of turn him into this just no hoper um, that he kind of just never really recovers from. Interesting, isn't it? Like he, he meets Kimber and then just never really recovers. That's kind of the end of it. So, yeah. Which is just weird how I kind of like it. <laughs> like I know we talked to John Ensley about it, but we'll get to that sort of stuff. We obviously start off here with uh, Christian. This is kind of Christian's first proper interaction with Eden. Like I think he's sort of met her before, but this is kind of just the real first interaction which you kind of always felt this was going to happen you kind of always felt christian was going to like do her i think but i just this is what i like about this episode is the fact the way christian and eden just bounce off each other uh and the way they kind of you know ultimately manipulate the shit out of each other but we meet our titular character Chaz darling here he is uh eden's bgf best gay friend as well as being a stylist and fashion consultant he's got a weird ass nipple um and wants it fixed and Eden's basically saying you're gonna do it for free and uh Christian's not having any of it he's gonna uh basically pawn him off to uh another surgeon now we saw a lot of this back in the Miami days didn't we Nick but uh they've obviously gotten some besties with some local surgeons how many episodes ago were they just trying to find their feet now all of a sudden they're just pawning their staff off our uh, customers off so it's going all right for them but uh we we I like well maybe they, maybe they went to like a convention which is for like all the all the um doctor surgeries that were affected by the um the ass band maybe right? maybe and, you know, so yes yes yeah. um I do love how like I I like the character of Chaz I kind of I like these sort of over the top sort of gay characters who are just kind of I don't know there's just something about him that I like and the way I love he walks out of the the room and he's like you're a mean one Mr Grinch um, and then uh we obviously kind of get Eden the first part of blackmail saying you will do this surgery I'll tell Sean that you slept with Julia one surgery free of charge uh, otherwise I'll tell Sean everything um which is, you know, it's a, it's a interesting setup and a kind of, you know, Christian being manipulated and kind of what I said last episode. I just love the power that Eden's holding over everyone. Cause again, like it's interesting how like you really do hate her for having this control over everyone, but you also just like appreciate this character. Like I love a really good evil manipulative character. Um, and when they look kind of like Eden, you know, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, a negative against that because I, I know that if I'm in the situation of Christian and Sean, I'm screwed. I'm going to be walked all over by somebody like this. But, uh, yeah, I, I love this setup in the opening bit. Yeah, I think it's good too. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, we haven't really had anyone like Eden since, you know, going all the way back to our days of, um, our beloved, I've forgotten her name already. Um, Ava, Come on. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it's great. Like we've kind of, we haven't had this character for a little while and, um, you know, Ava was such a successful character on the show that, um, I can see why they've gone back to the well. And yeah, I think it, it does really work. I think, um, yeah, this, this actress just, you know, just sells this character so well for me that, um, yeah, it, it's, it's really good to enjoy. I mean, I, I do like that we're going to get a change in terms of the um, the power dynamics here, but yeah, it is. It's um, it's it's really fun to watch. I do have to say, which a lot of the comparisons I was saying about how some some similarities to the Ava storyline. I think kind of what they do with Eden is they kind of combine Ava and Adrian sort of into this one character, uh, and it's just it's kind of it's fascinating how they do it. Um, and I think kind of 
while there are definitely recycled storylines in Nip Tuck as we keep going along, um, I think that this is one that, although you might argue is slightly recycled, it just works on a different level. So, um, yeah, there's there's no complaints at all about Eden. Uh, I think she's just such a great character. Maybe, you know, if we rank the characters, the you know, sort of the non-main characters, I think she'd easily be in the top ten. So, um, you know, she's just such a great character. Um, we get Matt. Uh, we haven't seen him in a few weeks, but he's... Uh, off doing his uh, drug thing, and I kind of like this. It reminds me a bit of Breaking Bad, the way he's kind of doing this uh, drug thing and he's floating up. Because wasn't that Jesse in one of those episodes of Breaking Bad when he, like, floated up from the bed or something like that? Um, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost like uh, you wonder if um, Breaking Bad had it took some, um, potentially some cues from this. I, you know, I don't know, but, yeah, it is such a similar scene. Um, one of the things that, like, uh, you know, I fully, fully confess that I know nothing about drugs. It's not an area of, of uh, I guess it's a good thing to be um, to be saying. But, yeah, I mean, so is it established here that they're smoking meth? Um, because I thought, it, I thought it was, like, something else beforehand. Like, I, honestly, I know nothing about it. Yeah, this, but, to like, me, they're all the same. Meth, crack, ice, heroin. Yeah, I like, yeah. I couldn't tell you the difference. They're, yeah, I'm not exactly my field of expertise either. They just fuck you up. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I think that just there's a few lines dropped here about it being meth um, yeah. at some point in this episode, yeah. Well, I think those pipes are like the... I mean, is meth and crystal the same thing? Again, we don't know, like, because, um, yeah. Uh, hello, druggies, if you're listening, please uh, message us in. <laughs> um, but well, the thing that I love about the Matt and Kimber stuff, particularly in this episode, I think it looks so gritty and, and dank and just, it just looks like these two have just absolutely hit the shitter and what they've done with Kelly Carlson in particular, like, holy crap, this woman is just the most beautiful woman on this show. And here she is all ragged and like in what, like a sweatshirt and she's like her eyes and just, she looks so down and just even kind of the way she's there and she's visualizing her next score. And that's not to take away from John Hensley either. John Hensley looks like an absolute ragged druggie as well. I think everything that they've done with these two in this episode just works so well. He's got like that scabby thing on his neck and just the acting that these two have. Now, again, given that you and I don't know anything about drugs, I don't know how hard or easy it is for an actor to kind of play the, the drugged up person like this. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, I just, I just love the look of that they do. And obviously we kind of get a bit of a, you know, dating on this episode when she mentions the secret. I uh, remember that was a big thing in the mid to late 2000s and she's visualizing it. You know, she knows it's going to happen. There's a knock on the door. It's obviously their drug dealer. They've got no money and basically Kimber's essentially, uh, almost going to basically sleep with this guy to which Matt sort of, you know, shuts it down. And just the acting from these two here is great. Like just, I love how John Hensley kind of has that bit where the guy comes in the door and he's just like, here's the thing. We don't have it. And then just the way he kind of like grabs Kimber and it's kind of like, you're not, you know, going to sleep with him. And just Kelly Carlson's crying. Just It's just such good acting in this scene. Um, and you just really do believe it. And like, I, I totally get what you said a few episodes ago, how you don't like it when they kind of make characters take drugs as kind of a way out. I think the difference to me with this is just, it's, it's done in a way that I still think is believable. I just feel that like these two, you can just see this happening to these two for me. So, you know, Kim's already had a bit of a experience that obviously she was like taking cocaine in what season two, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, yeah I don't know. I just, I just, I really, really liked the Kimber and Matt stuff in this episode. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not as big of a fan because I think it's just, it's a bit repetitive. Like it's, there's nowhere to really take this. You know, it's just, yeah, they're, they're taking drugs and they'll do whatever they need to do to get money for drugs. You know, like, and so it just feels like the same thing over and over again. You know, last time it was Matt kind of, you know, going to, and and you know, pretending that he desperately needed money for whatever for because you know, he'd left Kimbina. So you know, basically they're just doing whatever they need to do to get money for drugs. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, to me, it wasn't that interesting in the first instance. So this just feels like just a variation on that. So yeah, I mean, I, for me, I, I, I guess I agree in terms of the acting. The acting's fine, um, but yeah, I, for me, I just it just, just doesn't really jive for me. It's it's not a part of the episode I'm particularly interested in. I have to say, I love how we have these different opinions. It makes for interesting uh, discussions. One one thing I really do like though, as well, about this storyline, particularly in this episode, is that. There's no interaction with Sean or Christian at all. It's just, it's all a side thing. And I kind of think that's unique. Like, is this really one of the first times in a while we've had Matt just kind of be completely separate? There always seems to be a tie-in, doesn't there, to Sean and Christian? And not to say there won't be, uh, but this episode alone, there's just really nothing between these people uh, connecting. So yeah I, guess if it, yeah, I guess if it's one episode, I'm okay with that. But I think you actually want this to feel like... You know, you want to feel there's some stakes, I guess, and, you know, the stakes are that, you know, Sean and Christian are going to find out or whatever it is. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it for one episode, but I do want to make sure we're getting that interaction back with the main cast. Um, yeah, this, I don't think this is a story that can stand up on its, its own for too long. You know, it needs to be reintegrated back in with the other cast members, I think. And it will be. It will be. Um, we're back with Eden and Olivia and, uh, Julia and Christian and basically, uh, Christian's gone to Olivia and Julia to say what, uh, Eden has done and blackmailing and, uh, you know, I kind of, again, I, I, I like it when we get Olivia and Eden stuff, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's few and far between. Um, but basically at the end of the day, uh, Eden's going to get away with it because she's like, I'm 18, I make my own decisions, you know, I can do what I want. Um, and, you know, obviously Christian's sort of implying here, well, I can't really tell Sean, you know, because, you know, our relationship barely survived the last time he found out. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know if you really have anything just quickly on this scene. I mean, it's, again, well acted, it's great, uh, but it's kind of, you know, once again, seeing just seemingly how trapped, you know, Christian is, Sean is, everyone's trapped, that Eden's just got this power over everyone. Well, I think it's probably answering a little bit of a question that we had last time about, um, you know, why, uh, you know, Julia was, was totally defensive of, of Eden in the last episode and now she's prepared to listen to, to Christian. Yeah. And I suppose probably with a little bit of a reminder here, which I had kind of forgotten when we were talking about it, that obviously Christian's got a little bit of, um, you know, he's got something over Julia and that, you know, he's got a secret or they both have a secret that they want to keep. And so he, she's a bit more motivated to listen to Christian when that secret could potentially be revealed. So, um, I think that's an important distinction between, you know, why she's more prepared to listen to Christian than she is to Sean. Um, yeah, I, I do agree. I think that um, I'd like to see more stuff with just Eden and Olivia. I think that they're two quite interesting characters, and it's quite nice to see these two new characters that we haven't seen all that much of yet interact and, and be interested. So, yeah, I guess that's good. And can we also just point out that uh, a week ago, Annie was caught giving head and was expelled. A week later, <laughs> who gives a shit what she's up to? <laughs> yeah. And I guess, I guess just to jump backwards a little bit is, um, you know, the kind of Matt Kimber story, I guess the, one of the problems I find it hard to get into is that you, you often do go a couple of episodes without it featuring. So, you know, like spoiler alert, we're not going to hear anything about that next week again. So it's one of those ones that's hard to get traction because you do jump in and out of it a little bit. So yeah, that is a little bit of a problem we have in some of these storylines is that they just disappear. Um, when you really need to build a bit of momentum and, and keep them moving forwards. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, I agree, but again, kind of, this is such one of those seasons because it's so goddamn long that they just do it a little bit more, and that's why I kind of like, yeah, last week to me didn't work. Obviously, you know, there's gonna come and go with it, but I mean, this obviously will hit full flight in a few weeks and really kind of, you know, come to a, a, a conclusion. And once again, poor old Matt is the victim in everything. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting how it's gonna play out. Um, Sean and Kate are having sex again. Uh, good to see they're actually having a healthy sex life, even though Sean is not with Kate. Uh, like, <laughs> I kind I do kind of like this bit, like, you know, when Sean is just, obviously he finishes, and then just the look on Kate's face, like, oh, so what does she look like? Um, so, yeah, and then kind of this ultimately leads to, uh, them being honest with each other about their fantasies, uh, you know, that they want to be open and honest, because, you know, secrets kill relationships, and Sean basically admits that he was thinking of a naughty schoolgirl uh, with no panties and that needs a spanking. Now, um, there's a few things wrong with this, is there not? <laughs> if your partner's <laughs> basically saying he's imagining having sex with a teenager, uh, <laughs> I mean, we know where Sean's going with this, clearly. But at the same time, you know, you're not going to question your partner slightly about their thought process. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird. Um <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's a common fantasy. It's right up there with the nurse outfit, I suppose, um, and the French maid. You know, those are kind of the, the three classics. But, yes, you are right because we kind of know a little bit of, uh, you know, of of what's happening behind you in his head. It does make it a little bit more creepy than it probably needed to be. Yeah. Uh, again, I still kind of like the interesting stuff we'll get with that sort of throughout this episode. Sean, meanwhile, goes back to work. There's old uh, Eden. Uh, hey, Daddy. Um, oh, goodness yeah. me. Um, and then just confronts Christian because Christian's doing the surgery on Chaz. And I kind of like, I was like, don't you tell me you slept with her. Otherwise our partnership's over. Uh, and then kind of Christian makes up this lie about, you know, him being a stylist of the stars and that it's going to get, uh, some, uh, obviously some clientele for them. Uh, I mean, again, it's a brief little scene. Uh, I think kind of, uh, I'll lump this in with the next bit in terms of the, uh, Matt and Kimber showing up to uh, the old porn studio where basically uh, Kimber's saying, get me back into the business. It'll be comeback of the year. And it ultimately leads to uh, Matt being scouted to to do gay porn instead. Uh, I, I have to mention here, though, Nick, I don't know if you're ever a Smallville fan. Uh, John Schneider. Uh, here he is. Um, Jonathan Kent. This was such... I remember watching this episode because I was such a Smallville fan. And if you ever watched it, you know, Clark's dad, the ever good guy who's just, you know, Mr. Nice and would do anything for his family and wouldn't, you know, have anything wrong with anything. And here he is playing a porn producer. It's kind of the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. So I remember this was weird me watching this at the first point thinking, oh my God, it's Jonathan Kent being a porn producer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's an interesting setup. Obviously, he can straight away tell that they're on meth. And, uh, you know, this is, I think the most important thing about this is obviously we really kind of find out what happened to them. Uh, excuse me, because we hadn't really heard why they've fallen on, uh, you know, hard times. And we find out the church took all their money and basically kicked them out. So, uh, and how they got addicted to the, uh, the meth that, uh, you know, ever the naive Kimber was told it would help her lose weight. Just do it for a couple of weeks, and she lost the weight, but she didn't want to give up. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, I like it. I like kind of the setup, and I like that we finally get that background of, of why they essentially are on the meth. Yeah, and uh, you forgot to mention that they uh, reenact a scene from Plumbers and Dykes. Oh, of course, the number one seller, Plumbers yeah. and Dykes. Why yeah. wouldn't that be the number one seller? 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, and his wife's called Busty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's a couple of good little childhood jokes birth name, I guess. I'm sure her parents gave her that. That wasn't be a stage name at all. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And um, no. I, yeah. And it's quite interesting that um, you know they they make Kimber up to you know that she's obviously pulled herself together for this meeting and done her hair and all that sort of thing. But Matt still looks like crazy. You know, like you'd think that you would have put Matt in a shirt and shave, give him a shave and things like that. Like he still looked like completely homeless. Um, yeah, so it's, it's quite interesting that they kind of went with that choice. I'm not entirely sure that there's a kind of in-story reason for doing that because, you know, then it becomes that like he goes, oh, you know, I can tell you're doing drugs. It's like, well, we can all tell they're doing drugs when you look at Matt because he just looks, you know, he looks ridiculous. Um, so, you know, it, I, I think that that's quite interesting that, that they, they don't decide to do something with Matt. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know, like, I, I kind of, I like the insight that they have when, uh, you know, he's obviously like, oh, we can get Matt into it, we can get to do it, and the way Kim was just like, you know there's no money in it for men in porn, and then it's kind of just like, you know, he can be a bottom and all that sort of stuff, but uh, I, this is what I, I like about it when, like, eventually kind of Matt's seeing the light, and he will, you know, it's implied he's going to go out and shoot this scene and kind of everything along those lines. So, what do they call it? First time fairies? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, $5,000. Would you, would you do it, Nick? $5,000 first time fairies? You're going to have to give me a lot more money for that to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot of money, but uh, I suppose when you're a meth head, it, it's <laughs> probably like... Yeah, I'm not going to say no to $5,000, but to do that? Uh-uh. Um, so we then meet a, uh, patient or another patient, uh, for the thing, um, where basically he's a swinger and, uh, he has got these scratches on his back. Um, and we essentially find out this is all kind of a thing where, uh, middle-aged women go with their husbands to swingers parties to pay for African-American men to, uh, have sex with their wives. Um, it's a very interesting uh, episode, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this guy looks familiar. Do we know him from somewhere? Like, is he famous from something else? Like, because he just looks very familiar to me. Um, yeah, I was thinking but, that uh, too. He definitely looks familiar. He like, I I am going to look at him right now. If you want to keep talking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, while, while you do that, I'm, I'll just talk about the problem I have with this is that we've already done a Swingers episode, like why do we need to do another one, like I get that this is slightly different in that it's, you know, it's black men um, as opposed to just an all out Swingers party, but the general vibe is still the same, so I don't understand why we have to kind of go back to a storyline that we've kind of already been over, um, yeah I know there's some different elements to it, but um, for me this just seems like a bit of a wasted idea, like why do we have to, could we not have found a different way to kind of approach this the storyline, you know, which is basically what we get into is that Kate wants wants a black man, more or less. Is, and, you know, I just think there could have been a, a different way to do this. It just feels a bit lazy to me. Look, I, I was thinking that too, because we've definitely had it. And I agree, this is kind of going back to my point before about recycling storylines. But I, I kind of see it differently just for the fact that it's Sean doing it this time around. And um, I also kind of like the way this ties into what ultimately will end Kate and Sean. Because, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's an interesting look into Sean, just how he, it's okay for him to have his fantasy, but obviously not Kate's. So, I mean, I definitely see your point. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, because um, it is essentially a recycled storyline. I just feel it's kind of slightly done differently, uh, which doesn't really bother me as much. 
Um, and it's kind of, it is, again, it's one of these things that visit, this is what, again, we, I, maybe we don't mention enough about Nip Tuck. We always talk about the fact that most of these things are based on real life things, but I think it's, it's always a unique window into kind of these different worlds that, you know, personally, I mean, I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm not involved in, and that this is a thing where like, you know, married couples are literally going to go and to a thing like this just so that the wife can have sex with the black man and the husbands are okay with that. So, like, it's it's interesting. And obviously, last week we kind of had that, you know, the whole fetish about the ice and, as you said, being fucked back to life. So, it's an it's a unique insight into kind of these things that are no doubt based on real life things. Uh, and I just, yeah, I just think it's kind of done differently to when we first had swingers in what was that the second season? I want to say first season. Um, I know it was so it was it was early days. Yeah, good old Philip Reese. I hope you enjoyed that interview that we did with him. Um, he did say hello to you. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the actor here, uh, Boris Kodjo. Uh, yeah, doesn't necessarily stand out in anything here that I'm screaming through. He's been involved in a lot of Nicki Minaj videos. Maybe you're a Nicki Minaj fan, Nick? <laughs> uh, Definitely not. No, no. Yeah. Can't tell you much, to be honest. Uh, it doesn't look like anything, at least I've personally seen, but, uh, maybe, he, he definitely looks familiar though. I'm with you there. He definitely looks like he's, um, been in something. Um, so, I, again, like, I feel like you're gonna be completely different. This is just, last week we're flipped over, I feel, cause I just love the Kimber and Matt storyline and this stuff. I just love this bit here with, like, Kimber ripping up the carpet, just absolutely beyond, you know, uh, repair here that she's just that desperate and just Kelly Carlson is just so good in this scene and this is kind of when Matt obviously is really starting to you know think about uh was it Gemma Jenna and you know everything along those lines just because you know they don't have any baby formula left so essentially he looks at the apartment and he's just like yep I'm gonna I'm gonna do this scene with Ram uh, of course, his name's Ram. Should we mention that? Um, so yeah, I just—it's just the lighting too, the kind of the effects that this kind of this is edited to. It's kind of that real dark sort of tones that are sort of I feel edited into it. So yeah, I, I mean, I I'm, I don't know if you necessarily like this or not. I, I know you're kind of not a big fan of the storyline, but I just I just really think it just you just feel for these two, which is kind of weird that you feel for two drug addicts, I guess. Well, like, you, you definitely get the desperation where she's basically like, oh, you know, I can feel quarters or something you know, under the, you know, I can feel coins. I'm walking on coins, so I'm going to rip up the carpet, you know, which will do how many dollars worth of damage to, you know, get these coins. I think, you know, it's, um, you know, you're kind of sold on, yeah, the the desperation and the, the willingness to do anything to kind of get a bit of money, which will, you know, ultimately just feed the drug the drug habit. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not jumping up and down saying, you know, these are fantastic scenes, but um. Um, they're not bad either, you know, they're just, they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're kind of selling me on the, you know, the desperation, which is, I guess, the point of them. But, um, other than that, I think they're just very functional scenes, I guess. They just, they, they get the job done. Well, speaking of getting the job done, uh, Sean comes home and, <laughs> uh, Kate is not Kate. She's a naughty little schoolgirl. <laughs> um, it's, it's actually like a fun scene. Like, I mean, I think we kind of maybe, I don't know about you, Nick, have a nice little fantasy about, you know, that coming home. Not necessarily Kate, but, you know, significant other. Um, but first of all, can I just also point out, have, has Sean moved in with Kate? Is this just ever established or is he just always over at our house? Because, you know, he's, he's always there, he just lets himself in. But we get this kind of sex scene and them going to town and 
then we kind of get this fun little scene between the two of them having a barbecue and Kate saying, you got a great ass and, you know, just Sean saying what that was like the most fun I've had in a long time. And this is essentially where Sean tells a story about, um, you know, the, the swinger that we've just had at work. And, uh, Kate basically implies that she'd like to have sex with a black man. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I might just actually quickly lump in here though, the, um, the Eden scene as well. Um, because it's Eden topless, why not? Uh, we've got some good scenes here. Um, and, uh, Chaz is kind of a bit of a dick, says you gotta lose some weight. Uh, what is it? Oh, we all know that negative two is the new zero or whatever it is. Um, and then, uh, Eden basically blackmails Christian into trying to do some lipo, because what would you want to not listen to is Julia moaning, uh, on a sex tape. And, uh, essentially, um, Christian is being blackmailed into giving a liposuction. And again, bit, bit manhandly here. Uh, we probably wouldn't get away with this in, uh, today's, uh, TV landscape. But, um, yeah, just, just props to Eden just for being such a manipulative little, you know, vixen. Uh, just so, you know, you just feel so powerless. Uh, everything she seems has an answer for. So, yeah, these two scenes are kind of interesting with each other. We've got, uh, obviously, uh, schoolgirl mixed with topless Eden. <laughs> wow, okay, well, you've given me a lot to work with there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, did, did we watch a different version of this? Because in my version, Eden had clothes on, so she had like a red, like a skimpy red Oh, dress. I'm jumping ahead uh, later on. Sorry, sorry, that's the latest scene. I just, yeah. As soon as I think of Eden, I'm thinking of him topless in this scene. But you know what scene I'm talking about. I'm just jumping ahead. You're right. Yeah, She's yeah. in the red dress. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I was going to say she looks great in this red dress, but um, just jumping back to those earlier scenes, like um, I think it's quite interesting that, um, you know, because we talk about this whole, you know, that, Eden's too big and she needs to lose weight, you know, which is a ridiculous thing. But, um, you know, wasn't it just last episode that, you know, Kate was, you know, not wanting to eat bad food and here she is, like, eating chips, drinking beer and eating burgers. Like, okay, so we've just completely dropped that that pretense straight away. Um, yeah, and so I think that, you know, that that's just quite an interesting thing to just completely drop. I also like Sean's complete lack of patient confidentiality that basically just tells Kate, you know, about his patient, yeah. that, you know. Is a swinger, which is probably something that happens a lot on the show, and we just don't have never really talked about it before for whatever reason. I just picked up on it in this episode. Um, yeah, and then obviously we get this, you know, manipulation scene. Um, I think kind of the timing on on flipping things around on Eden is 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 damn near perfect. You know, I think if we got too much more of her, you know, totally owning everything, it would have gotten a little bit boring. So I think the timing here is good because this is just starting to drain on me just a little bit. That you know, I would like to. Um, to kind of get things changing up in this Eden storyline a little bit. So, um, yeah, it is a good time, and I didn't need to hear the, the Julia moaning. Oh. <laughs> like, and when you're watching, when you're watching it with, with the, the um, credits, on, with the captions on, um, which I often do so I can catch our good, our good quotes, um, is actually when they're watching that, that laptop scene, it actually does say in captions, it says, Julia moaning. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not, uh, well, actually, maybe, I was about to say, maybe I should be deaf in that scene, but then if I'm, if I'm reading it still, then, uh, that's not really doing much for me. Um, yeah. so we've got our, uh, our swinger guy, he's getting his, uh, welts on his back, basically, uh, fixed up well he's only got a local anesthetic liz is a complete utter dick to him <laughs> doesn't appreciate it at all can i just say um as much as i talked up about liz last season having storylines it was great um i'm, I'm appreciating liz not having storylines at the moment because i know where her storylines are going to go later this season so um <laughs> i'm kind of just making the most of it. i love liz love you liz 
but just right now. Um, and Sean obviously just, uh, questioning a little bit here of, of his lifestyle. Cause you know, obviously this is him alluding to wanting to take Kate along to one of these, uh, parties. And this, uh, cuts into, uh, Matt getting an enema. Uh, he's about to have uh, sex with this extremely big muscular guy. Uh, Kimber comes along and, uh, steals him away. And we find out that Kimber made seven figures a year being a porn star. How, what has she done with this money? Like, Jesus. Um, and then we find out that she's called the church. They're willing to take them back in. Uh, and they've just got to swing by in the morning. And nice little bit with Matt saying, you know, I just want to be a good father and a good husband. Uh, so yes, uh, gay porn enemas and, uh, swingers getting their welts fixed. Um, yeah, I think, um, one of the things I wanted to point out too is that, um, this is actually this, this swinger, he's like, he's the fifth patient in two episodes. We're really slamming through them, eh? Like often, you know, in some of the, in some of these, um, earlier seasons, you might get one patient who was the title patient for the episode and that was it. But we're absolutely just, just powering through these patients. It's quite impressive, really. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's too much more I really need to talk about that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I do love that, that, you know, this, this actor who's going to be playing alongside Matt, he's like this enormous dude, but you just see, like, he's just going to pick Matt, Matt up and just pound him into two pieces, I think. So, yeah, it, it is quite funny. You just see, like, Matt's eyes just opening up, like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into here? Um, yeah, so I think it's, um, it, it's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, that whole thing about where's the money gone is, is really interesting. It just makes you think that, you know, the church has more or less just taken everything, which is, um, yeah, I mean, that's a bit depressing, I suppose. I actually really like the way that guy walks in and he says, like, I've got to break this guy. Like, just the way he kind of says it. Like, yeah. Oh, it's it's funny. Uh, so this is the topless Eden scene. Uh, there we go. Um, she's uh, got her arm over her boobs because uh, um, Chaz is basically, you know, talking about the liposuction and she's like, oh, should I get uh, fake boobs? And fake boobs are so 1997. Uh, and it all kind of leads into Christian essentially saying, you're not going to get liposuction, you're going to have these uh, prescription diet pills that are, you know, going to make you lose a heap of weight. Um, and he kind of makes the point, doesn't he, about, like, Sean's going to get suspicious if I give you surgery. So, like, this is the best I can do. You get two free refills. And I kind of like eating the way she walks out my own Dr. Feelgood, you know. And, like, this is the thing about this episode is that, I always forget what's going to come from this. I always just think, well, that's the solution. Okay, that's fair enough. And that would be a valid solution, wouldn't it? Um, but obviously, we're going to get a great sort of, you know, uh, conclusion to that when that comes up. Um, and then I'll just kind of lump the swinging scene in here. Um, you know, Sean and Kate rocking up and, you know, we're only here to watch. And she's going to wear a blonde wig. She's afraid that no one's going to recognize her. I love how, like, everybody conveniently recognizes them when it's important to the plot because this is the biggest show ever. Yet at a swingers party, yeah. no one watches them. So, like, no one knows yeah. who they are. Um, yeah, big wheel, big wheel, big yeah, wheel. Yeah, big wheel. And I just, I just love kind of the setup. This one. I have to say, out of the, this in the swinging scene from what was it, season two or season one, where basically, uh, you know, there was kind of there and thereabouts, you know, you see Jude, sorry to bring him up, Nick, uh, with, you know, Julia look I like, and there you have it. Whereas, you know, this one, it's kind of, it's a lot longer. And I just kind of like, you know, these, uh, these middle-aged women swanning off with black guys and the husbands who just look so excited. Um, and there's like the bit where they walk past that frosted mirror, uh, the frosted window, like that woman's bum goes up on it. And then essentially, yeah. yeah, they go into like this little girl's room and this, you know, people come in and start having sex and Kate's so enthralled by it. Um, and then Sean is just like, big wow, big wow. Um, 
And I, I love this scene. I just think it's so well acted, like the sort of the end of Kate and uh, Sean, just this argument that they have, and they're so brutally honest. You know, your ass is flat. You know, I'm scared you're going to get fat. You know, I only said I only want to marry you because I'm scared, you know, and I don't actually love you. And, um, you know, I can't get over the fact that you shitted in the pool, you know? <laughs> like, just, yeah, just great acting between these two. But obviously, sadly, Rip, Kate, and Sean... Um, so yeah, I've kind of lumped in, I guess, three scenes in there for you, but, uh, yeah. I, I do like the thing of, like, it's just so creepy, this whole thing, too. Like, there's this bit where kind of Sean walks past the kitchen, and there's this guy who's more or less, like, you know, like, slapping this woman on the ass, and he's like, is she yours? It's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's so strange. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I was enjoying it as much as you are. I think it's... <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I have to say I'm, I, I'm most excited by the fact that we've more or less got the Kate storyline out of the way. <laughs> I think even things like, you know, like they come into this room and, you know, where this kind of incident happens where they, you know, um, this other couple comes in and, you know, this, the, and the guy's basically, you know, going to town on her and the husband's like, oh, she'll be done in a couple of minutes, you know, just wait here. And, you know, but it's all happening in the kid's room with like, you know, like the, the pink kind of, um, you know, duvet cover and the teddy bears, and it just, it just feels so inappropriate. Um, yeah, it just it kind of gives me the creeps, to be honest. It's um, it's not something I'm really enjoying. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the biggest thing for me is that, you know, it kind of ends these two, more or less, which, you know, I assume this isn't the, the very last we see of Kate. I imagine there's going to be some on-set shenanigans before before we're finished um, with these two, but, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm glad we've gotten to the end of them. Um I do like just going way, way back and talking about Eden, like, and you're saying, oh, you know, that she's covering up her boobs, which she totally wouldn't be doing. And it's like, well, the reason she's doing that is because this isn't HBO, more or less. That's the only reason for that, really. Yeah. Uh, Kate's going to be in two more episodes, to be precise. So, uh, we will get to see her, um, briefly moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I, and one thing I also like this next bit about Matt and Kimber comes home and he kind of has this fantasy where everything's perfect. Um, and then I just, I just love the over the top acting of this fantasy scene when like, uh, Matt opens a cupboard and he's like, baby formula! <laughs> just the look on his face. Uh, it's just so funny. But then obviously, uh, it's a fantasy because there they are, smoking meth again. Um, and I kind of love Matt, like, I was just having a vision of what it's going to be like when we get clean tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny. Um, and where am I up to? Um, where am I up? Oh, this is, and Kim is obviously then, sorry, I'm reading my notes here, not understanding what it is, but I just remembered. Uh, obviously, Matt asked a question, where did you get the money from? And said, oh, yeah, we're letting, you know, our drug dealer basically crash the night, to which he then kind of walks into the room and obviously is uh, sleeping with him just to get the money, and Matt kind of just looks on. So, a uh, bit uh, ominous there, but uh, Matt's not allowed to do it, but Kim is. Yeah, good facial expressions there from, from John Hensley too. I think that kind of... Um, kind of torn moment where he kind of because you know this whole episode kind of started with him saying oh you know i'm not into this you know ask for cash type of type of deal it's you know i'm not having it um and then ultimately you know he's high and he's just yeah he's just gonna let it happen more or less you know yeah. um so it's this kind of torn expression which i think is, is quite well done by him yeah no i definitely agree with you 
Uh, then we're going to get the big twist at the end, which again, I always kind of forget and I love it. You know, Eden comes home, her bags are packed and essentially Christian has set her up. He's basically, uh, lied and said that she's taken the drugs and that now Olivia and everyone believes she's a drug addict. She's off to rehab. Um, so yeah, and I kind of love Eden's little ways. She goes up to Christian's like, you're good. I'll give you that. Um, and then essentially if she doesn't go to rehab for six weeks, Christian will press charges. And then on the way, when she gets home, Sean will know everything. That's a promise. Uh, I just love kind of this big twist. It's like, I always forget about it. And I think it just plays off so great. It's like, finally, Eden's kind of getting a bit of comeuppance. You know, she's controlled everyone. But now, finally, someone's got her back on something she does well. And it's Christian, of course, and uh, good for Christian. And it's going to end with Christian coming home and seeing Sean sitting outside, finds out that the wedding is off and that, uh, yeah, Sean's still in love with Julia, essentially. Surprise, surprise. And uh, Christian obviously has a bit of a look on his face because he's like, "Oh shit, what have I done?" So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a strong end to the episode. Well, yeah, and I think this is easily the best scene in the episode. Um, you know, it's as I say, I think it was time for for Eden's story to play out a little bit. And um, you know, spoiler alert, we're not going to have to wait long to see her back again. But um, you know, because you might get the impression that she's now going to drop out of the story for a little bit, but that's certainly not the case. Um, yeah, and I think um, it kind of sets up an interesting ticking clock a little bit that, you know, she's now, you know, she's made the threat that Sean's going to find out, I can guarantee you that. And so, you know, how are these other characters going to deal with that? So I think it kind of sets up a little bit of intrigue going forwards, which is then further kind of paid off by, as you say, the, the scene with Sean where, you know, Christian's really realising, you know, that, he, yeah, he's probably dug himself a little bit of a hole here. Um, but I do like, you know, we do get this, we don't get a lot of them, um, well, we haven't had a lot of them for a while. These scenes of these two guys together, you know, they're basically, you know, having having a drink on the on the the porch. So yeah, I think that that's um, kind of a nice capper on the episode. Uh, yeah, and speaking of capping on the episode, uh, I guess we move into our ratings here. Uh, buy it, rent it, bin it. Of course, as always, for those that are playing at home who aren't familiar with it, uh, you've bought the last two. Uh, what are you going to do with this one? Um, yeah, I mean. I think I've been pretty clear that I didn't really love this episode. I think probably the the overall thing for me for this episode is that I was bored. Like, I just didn't, apart from that last episode, uh, sorry, the last scene of the episode, I just didn't really enjoy a lot of what I saw. Um, and I guess, you know, this show, at the end of the day, you want it to obviously build storylines and have good acting and, and all that kind of stuff is really important. But its number one job is to, is to be entertaining. And I just wasn't entertained. It was just, it was a snooze fest to me. Um, and so, you know, for that reason, it has to be the first bin that I've given in a very long time. Wow. Um, I think going all the way back to the, the infamous Sal Perry episode, um, was the last time I binned an episode. So it's been quite a long time to be fair, but, um, for me, it was just, this is not something I ever really want to see again, other than that last scene. I, you know, there's nothing here that I'm really that, that interested in seeing again. Absolutely fascinating, Nicholas, because I'm going back on the buy train. Um, we've done the complete polar opposites two weeks in a row. There you go. Um, yeah, I just, I just enjoy the Matt and Kimber stuff. I, I don't find this episode boring. I, I, I kind of love the Eden and Christian stuff, the way they play off each other. Um, and you know, the Sean Kate resolution. I just kind of love that scene where they're fighting and just kind of everything that goes along with it. So, um, yeah, interesting to think that, you know, two weeks in a row now, we've just done completely the opposite of each other. So, uh, that I believe is a first that we've ever done that. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting moving forward, Nick. Well, I'm fairly confident that we're probably going to be on the same page next week, but I, I, I could hope be wrong. So. 
I hope so. Um, I'll just quickly say I put this, it's still a low buy for me. I mean, I've actually got this the lowest buy out of all my buyouts. This is 40th out of 64 episodes. But, uh, yeah, uh, next week though. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're going to feel about next week though, because, um, Damien Sands, it, it's often regarded as kind of one of the, the lesser episodes of Nip Tuck. Not a lot of people like this episode. I actually think this is one of those real guilty pleasure episodes. It's just, it's kind of unique and fun because essentially this is going to be done in the style of a reality TV show episode, um, which can we just point out that Nip Tuck actually did in real life uh, influence. I think it was was it Beverly Hills, not not Beverly Hills, uh, Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero or something. There was a reality show that was based sort of purely on Nip Tuck becoming a, a popular thing. But um, yeah, I, I just always like this. This episode, it's kind of just funny. We get the return of a random character from, I think, the first season, uh, who comes back. I don't even remember Bliss Burger. Um, yes, yes, yeah, she, she, random, yeah. yeah, she comes back, uh, who, of course, is a very much, uh, Leslie Grossman, a very staple of Ryan Murphy, of course, uh, Mary Cherry in Popular, one of my favorite characters from all of Ryan Murphy's TV shows. But yeah, I, 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 I hope you like it. You might be the opposite. You might be thinking, oh shit, that's, that's right. Ben likes this episode. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to uh, we'll have to come back next week. We wouldn't want to spoil the fun, you know. If we if we give away too much now, people might not want to come back and watch. So uh, or come back and listen, I should say. So yeah, let's let's leave that and find out next week. We shall indeed. And in the meantime, you can like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, all the regular channels, and uh, any feedback you wish to give us along the way, we definitely would appreciate. And we will be back next week to cover more Nip Tuck. In the meantime, my name is Ben, and you love your lady. You want to keep her happy, and I just gave her five orgasms. <laughs> and I'm Nick and uh, take your spoiled little rich girl attitude and best gay freak and go to find a doctor that cares thank you for listening to the Oz Network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at theoznetwork.net <laughs>